Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Livia Martinez, and I am with my two lovely co-hosts, Oscar and Emily Martinez. And today we're going to be discussing the 2015 film Ex Machina. Now, this movie we would not have seen unless it was recommended to us on Netflix. And I'm so glad we saw it, don't y'all think? Yes, I'm, I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did. Yes, it was really good. Yeah, I saw, I mean, I've always been intrigued by the aesthetic of it because I've seen that robot played by Alicia Vikander. That's her name, right? Or Vikander, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. She's Swedish, I think. Anyway. Or Danish or some yeah, Scandinavian. But yeah. her robot character, Ava, is just the most beautiful creature I've ever seen in my life. Like, I've never seen something like that um, before. And it's no wonder it won Best Visual Effects. And we'll get into that later. But it's just a beautiful movie. It's very contained. There are three characters there is Caleb, played by Dom Hall Gleason. Isn't that how you is that how you pronounce it? It's British. I know we're having trouble with pronunciations on this episode. <laughs> yeah, be, it's be warned. Exactly. It's the, he's the redhead guy in About Time, and he plays Ron Weasley's brother in Harry Potter. But we used to think it was Ron Weasley because we thought there was only one red British man in Hollywood. <laughs> he's or, like the tall red-haired guy. Yeah, he's a tall redhead guy. You've seen him before. So he's Caleb, and he's the main character. And then there's Nathan, who's played by Oscar Isaac. And I think Oscar Isaac's such a good actor, even though, yeah, I think he's really good. But Star Wars is, eh, whatever. We don't need to talk about that right now. But yeah, so there are those three main characters. And basically, Caleb is an internet nerd, right? He's a coder man. Yeah, he's a, a tech a tech nerd. Yeah, and he uh, is basically Oscar Isaac, whom I'm partial to because my name is Oscar. Mm. He uh, has founded some company. Imagine Microsoft, Amazon, and Google all wrapped into one company. That's what this guy this guy founded. And, and he just kind of controls the internet. And yeah. He's kinda, it, and he's kind of like an Elon Musk um, personality. Eccentric, Kind of eccentric yes. and kind of cool and um, a rebel. Somebody who's actually, you get the idea that people are really, he's a celebrity, a sort of a, yeah. But he's a recluse. Modern age celebrity. I don't know how celebrity he is because he is very reclusive in that beautiful house. Should we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I think so. So basically, Caleb wins this lottery thing and it's totally random, or so he thinks. And he goes to this beautiful house of this billionaire Elon Musk type. And he's going to spend a week with him. And he doesn't really know what he's going to do. But he's thinking, okay, we'll just hang out, tour the Norwegian, whatever. I don't know. Just do some random stuff. And this house was actually in that Netflix show that we've watched. You know, The World's Most Extraordinary Homes. Oh, yes. Which is such a good show. We recommend that if you ever need something to watch. But it was in the Norway episode. And it is built um, around a giant rock. And it is the prettiest thing. I want to live there so bad. It is so beautiful. Because in the living room, there's just this giant rock. And it's just an architectural feat. And I love it. Anyway, so Caleb, he gets to this house. He meets Oscar Isaac. And Oscar Isaac's a big drunk. And then he makes him very quickly sign an NDA. And mom, isn't it not great? The very beginning of your meeting, someone says, okay, you need to sign this NDA before we continue with I our... think I'd be a little bit worried about what was ahead. Yeah, I think I would be too. But I think that Caleb was, he was just so interested. And he thought this guy's mind was just so brilliant that he needed to know. And I think I, would y'all have signed it? Um, well, I think that possibly. I mean, the thing is, anybody who, uh, people weren't required to apply for this lottery. They kind of knew that it was going to be something mysterious and 
um, interesting. So when he applied to be considered yeah. for this position, he knew that there was going to be some some weirdness to it. You're right. Well, and that's interesting. I think when you just said that, I thought of curiosity plays a big role in this movie because yes. they can't go further with what's going to happen if he doesn't sign it. And he's curious enough and it appeals to his intellectual and internet abilities and, and computer programming abilities to want to do it. But then you meet the the, the female character. Ava. Yeah. And we She's the robot. There's, yeah. Well, and it's not a spoiler alert to say that because it's in the first five minutes of the movie because you, you find out their work. He's been, Oscar Isaac has been working on artificial intelligence and he wants um, the red-haired guy who's... Caleb. Caleb, yes. <laughs> redhead man. Yeah, redhead man. Sorry. Um, Caleb to test it. Okay, you you know, uh, test to make sure, can you tell it's a machine or a human? And what he wants, and that's so interesting, the idea of he wants him to think it's a human, but he knows it's a robot in the back of his mind, so they have to form that relationship. It's right, so right. Well, and also the, the idea that it's something that, um, it's been done in other films, too, where this idea, getting back to the, oh, getting back to the curiosity, right? Yes. When he meets... Did she have a name? Ava. Ava. Oh, sorry. I thought that was the actress. Sorry. No, Let me start show. over. Yeah, so Ava, he meets Ava, and um, Ava has a lot of curiosity about the outside world. A lot. You know, see where I'm going with yeah. this? In other words, like, she's asking questions, and it starts off pretty basic and just real straightforward. And then the more he's around her, the more he's starting to realize, oh, wow, there's something else going on here. And because she's asking about what it's like outside. She's asking like what Mm -hmm. it means to love somebody. And maybe not in those terms, but essentially, how does it feel to, how does it feel to feel? Yeah, how does it feel to feel? And I think it gets more tricky when he realizes, okay, is Oscar Isaac programming her to ask me these things? Or is she thinking... Like it's just it, he gets and I think, confused. I think the goal of Nathan, um, the the person who created yeah, Ava, yeah. um, is the goal is to watch the interaction between the human and the robot and to see um, how each reacts to the other and if and, they could ever coexist, really. right? And how they can grow close to each other. But I think if you if you think back on the early stages of the movie, it seems obvious from the beginning who's controlling this relationship, and it's not Caleb. I think Ooh. the um, I think it's one. Ava, I mean, the robot, yeah. who is asking all the questions and who is really trying to probe for more information. You're kind of right, which is not what you'd expect. Yeah, that's true, and well, I think. Also, this is interesting because I was about to ask you. He never really explained why he made this robot, but remember. Um, Caleb asks um, Nathan why, and he says, well, wouldn't you if you could? Yeah, probably. It's kind of <laughs> cool if he has the materials and all that. And so should we get to the themes? Like, Oh, sure, yeah. And I think that's what I started to say earlier, that one of the things that reminded me a lot of was Blade Runner, oh, uh, 2049, yeah. and Everything, also the original Blade Runner. Should we say that every sci-fi movie is inspired by Blade Runner? It, it pretty much Blade? is, yeah. yeah a lot, right? they're, they're At least according to Dad. Yeah, well, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ridley Scott. Is yeah, a lot of the elements are there, and 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 in terms of you know, I guess at what point does artificial intelligence actually just be become intelligence? You know, some something capable of learning and acting Ooh. on that learning, and that's what's called the singularity. And I've heard that term before. If you look it up, singularity with an S, it's what else uh, would it be, Dad? Singularity. Well, it could be with a C. Oh, okay. 
British, yeah. Whatever. For our British fans or for for our one fan in Germany. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Anyway, but the singularity is at that that point where you cannot distinguish between machine and man. And that's why ex machina, it means from machine, Mm -hmm. right? And it's kind of, well, interesting, right? It's like that's where, and think about all the things in your life, that technology, whether it's Siri or Alexa or... Which, speaking of, every single one of us has Siri turned off. We yeah, literally hate that thing. <laughs> it makes yeah. me so uncomfortable. Yeah, she's still listening, though. I know and then that. our Alexa is always listening, too, so we have to call her Lexi undercover because we're scared of her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yes, the Ex Machina from Machine. I think that is one of the best modern titles of a movie. Because like when you see that, that's so weird. Yes. Like, I don't know. Something about it is just so interesting. Yes, yes. But uh, always in these in these films the machine is conscious uh, that it is not human. Yeah. So what is it? And does it have a soul? And that's where it gets all metaphysical on you because Mm -hmm. in Blade Runner, that was the entire theme that, you know, they were lifelike, they they looked real, they, they were practically were real, but they were missing something, and they were aware that they, they were, were missing aware, something. And that's where the pathos comes yes, in, really. Yes. I mean, that's when you actually, the, you, it turns around at a certain point in all these films. I think the best science fiction films, the ones that really have true character development. Of a robot. It's hard to a develop a robot. It's when yeah. you get the sense that the robot realizes what it's missing out on. Yes. And is desiring. And that is so interesting because Ava, she is not content with where she is. She's in this little glass box or something. Also, I watched a literally hour and a half documentary about the making of this movie because I was just interested in it. And something interesting about the production design is if you notice, um, there are a bunch of meetings between Ava and Caleb throughout the movie. But if you notice, Ava's freely walking around in that huge glass area while Caleb is stuck in that tiny little box and they did that on purpose because he's more stuck than she is which is kind of scary because she's a robot and she's supposed to be stuck isn't that kind of weird yes you kind of imagine since she's in a rope and a box that she's the one who is being contained but really he he is is, because he can't leave either remember he can't really get out of the house for that whole week well and also uh going back even further than blade runner is is the story of prometheus right and isn't the original um title of Frankenstein, isn't it Prometheus Unbound or Unchained or something like that? And in mythology, Prometheus was somebody who challenged the gods and and yeah, that's what it was in in Frankenstein too, this idea that you meet your creator, right? And you didn't ask to be created, but you were. And in this case, man created, that seems even weird. That's Uh not that's not within men's jurisdiction. They shouldn't be doing that. And so they're messing with things that they shouldn't be messing with. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, sorta. I mean, it could be. Oh, and also, I have a question for y'all because I don't. I something definitely to be discussed before. Um, is he? Do you think he's a a villain or Ooh. not? Oscar Isaac. I don't. Yeah, I mean, at first so. I thought he's a villain. Yeah, he's mom's like you, <laughs> but. You know, I don't know, because he is aware. I mean, he certainly created her, and he is creating a new, you know, like killing the other. And I guess he's a villain, but in a way... It's a robot. I mean, I guess guess he deserves to be killed. But in a way, he also is... Yeah, he's the human. He is the human. He is the human, And he gets killed, and he warns the other guy... Right. Yeah. So, in other words, it's like you kind of have to step back and think, wait, 
he's the human. I mean, it's like I think that, that's you know, yeah, like you're right. We're on the robot root, side. At sometimes some you root for the the tiger to kill the, yeah. the handler, yeah. but ultimately you have to step back and realize, no, it's a human. You're I mean, right. That's a good sign. Well, also getting back to the the Frankenstein analogy, it was called the modern Prometheus, and Prometheus in Greek mythology stole fire from the gods and gave it to mankind. That's kind of what Ava did with her. Yeah, and kind of gave God, yeah. get kind of gave mankind godlike powers i mean they you know not necessarily but certainly and and also it says that prometheus and mythology gave mankind hope so fire and hope those are two really big things so one thing i think that is kind of funny about oscar isaac's character is that he always misquotes things that caleb are saying to him do you guys remember some of those misquotes one of them was caleb said something like oh so you created a new species i guess you're kind of like a god and then Isker Isaac rewind like he unravels it and makes it sound like oh you just called me a god thank you and stuff like and I think but I think he truly believes that he is God right like if he's, he's hearing what he wants to hear. yeah but mm-hmm. don't you think that, that well he is in that world because yeah, he has he created a life form, You're right in that you know yeah he's a creator in that small contained area but I don't understand like his ego like that cannot be normal to think that no I think and it probably takes an ego like that first of all to be able to create what he has mm-hmm. technologically but also to deal with the ramifications of creating an effect creating a life form or a semi life form yeah you're right and to think that you know he's this recluse who doesn't care a thing about the world no he cares very deeply about what they think because he was already saying yeah that in in the quote in the yeah yeah, yeah he yeah. didn't say press release but something like that like oh yeah when we when this goes public we can say yes i'm like a god yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he said i can't he believe it that. you're like a god yeah well i didn't say that he said right though <laughs> He does love all that attention, even though he's a recluse. What a weird guy. What a weird character. And, and he's an Oscar, interesting character. And he plays because, it so well. Yeah, yeah he you're was right. Good. We don't know if he's good or bad. Honestly. I, I mean, really, you do wonder because I think you can view it from, view Nathan from two different angles. You can view him as kind of a drunk, egomaniac genius. I mean, mm-hmm. he's obviously a genius. That's, that's not to be debated, but kind of a drunk and just in it kind of hedonistic and antisocial and um, doesn't care about what his what the effect of his inventions might have on mankind but then as the movie goes on you also realize that he probably does care about what what effect his these inventions mm-hmm. have on mankind because that's what that's the whole idea behind bringing Caleb in. You're and right. Trying to figure out what but it's already gotten so out of out of hand. It's, yes, it's gotten really. beyond him. Yeah, and, and it gets to a point where you don't know who who to believe him, the creator, or yes. the creation, and that's, that's what that gets really interesting. But that is literally his experiment, though. Exactly, you, and that's the dangerous. That's part. the weird thing. Like it comes out later in the it movie that he right. chose Caleb. It wasn't a random yeah, lottery after all. He right. wanted somebody like Caleb who was very bright, very curious, and very aware of how technology worked to be involved in this. So he and he made it pretty obvious, even though she's this beautiful looking robot. She is pretty um, <laughs> she it's pretty obvious she's, from the beginning she is a robot. She's not entirely unattractive. I won't admit. <laughs> but yeah, it's very obvious that she's a robot from the beginning, obviously. Also, can we talk about when she decides to dress up for him a few times and she puts on this horrendous wig and this really <laughs> ugly dress like this is the most ugly dress I've ever seen in my life. I'm thinking Come on, robot girl. Let's get some taste in here. <laughs> so, okay, to be lighthearted for a minute, can we, my favorite scene of the movie, I think, 
is when remember that beautiful Japanese woman? Is she? Yes. Yes. Actually, robot. Spoiler alert. But whatever. It's kind of obvious. Yeah. She's just beautiful though. And when her and Oscar Isaac are dancing in front of Caleb, that is the funniest scene. It is. It's so awkward. It's so funny, though. Like, they just turn on those disco lights and start dancing. Yeah. And they have, like, a choreographed dance. And I think that's when Caleb realized, okay, this is really weird. And I think she is a robot. Because I don't think before that he really realized. Yes. Because he thought she was just a weird servant or something. But Who didn't speak English. Yeah. And that's a good excuse. And he treats, I mean, Nathan treats her badly. So badly. He's so mean to her. That's another yeah. reason why we probably think he's such a villain. Right. I so think mean. so. But I guess he can be mean, right? She's a robot. Yes. And that's and maybe that's thing. the, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's the ultimate question is, do they have feelings? I don't, you assume they do because they're so human-like, so mm-hmm. um, that you assume that when you see them treated badly, you feel sorry for them. Yeah, but should but you? But there is a question about whether or not they actually have that kind That's of feeling. That's such a good point. Yeah, what, like when he's really mean to her, I wonder if she, I mean, she doesn't care, does she? But we care for her. And Nathan Ooh, is such good. a genius. And Nathan um, you assume always is going to know more about what's going on than we're able to know Definitely. and more than Caleb's able to know does he understand I, I mean know. you know thinking back on it it's like I did not like Nathan but thinking back on it I wonder if we unfairly judged him we could have <laughs> because that's we couldn't comprehend what he he knows about. and that's what makes such a good yeah. movie I mean we're thinking about it now in yes. totally different um eyes or whatever so the only okay, you guys mentioned before that you think this could be a, there could be a sequel to this, right? Yes. Although that is a total spoiler alert. That's all right, because yeah. But before, um, oh wait, wait, I'm gonna rewind. So we're gonna get into total spoiler alert section right now because really fast we're gonna discuss if there could possibly be a sequel. So if you've not seen this movie yet, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. I think it's maybe an hour forty minutes. It's very fast. It's very. I wouldn't say light, but it's very good. So, spoiler-wise, do you think that there could be a sequel to this movie? Yes, I think so. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And do you think there will be, though? Because here's what I'm going to say. The movie cost $15 million, which is tiny. That's a tiny budget for a movie like this. Yeah. And it made $37 million, so it made double. But the thing is, I just think it's such a contained movie. I mean, there are three characters in the film. <laughs> I think it, if they made a sequel, I think it would be a completely different movie. I think it would be. I think it would be a big budget um, I, yeah. Terminator type movie. Oh, it could be. And that's as what scares opposed me. to this, which is Very like contained. a sci-fi movie, but it's really a story Character of study. characters. For sure. Right. And that, but that's kind of scary thought to think of. <laughs> but it's happened in other. Uh, You're films. right. You are. Right. Well, it's interesting though in those films where artificial intelligence is portrayed, they're always experts at weapons. I guess it's because they have all that stuff downloaded in their brains, whatever. But it'd be really interesting to see one that isn't. You know, in other words, a, a different approach without yeah, spoiling be, it. You know, in other well, words, we're spoiling this movie now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. Sorry. It, it would be interesting to see how Ava, the robot, would interact in the real world. And I don't, but I don't know what she would do. Like, is she evil or does she want to live a normal? life that she's been programmed to know about because it's not like she knows what the outside world is like I, he must have programmed tv shows and pop culture references right Aren't, yes to make her more have. normal because i don't know how else she would think about the real world like that but also he's sort of sped up evolution and the way he did it the way she's right. not the first um version you're she's right the, so he's basically 
um, included in her memory and her experience right. all the previous models. That's true. Oh, that's good to remember. <laughs> and why do you memory. think that he kept all the other models? That's kind of creepy. It <laughs> is a little bit creepy. When she was like taking their parts or whatever, I was like, okay. I know. Museum, She's a strange maybe? little robot. She was a strange <laughs> little robot, but she was very pretty. And um, <laughs> Well, Nathan means uh, he gave. So in, in some ways, he's a creator who gave oh, the world. Yeah. This. So I think you're right. I think there's very intentional choice of names, you know. Yeah, definitely the writer yeah. of this film, who is Alex Garner, he also directed the movie. He definitely knows what's up. Right. <laughs> um, biblically, mythologically. Is mythologically. That mythologically. Yeah, he knows what's going on. And I think, oh, something else that I found interesting that I kind of explained to my parents. I mean, everyone knows the whole Plato's cave thing. So something in this movie that is kind of cool that they tackle is the whole idea of Plato's cave. And everyone kind of knows the story of the allegory of the cave if you kind of have taken a philosophy class or anything like that. But I kind of re-sparked it in my parents' memory. And the idea is there are three prisoners sitting in a cave and all they see is shadows. And one of them gets broken free and goes out into the outside world and sees the three-dimensional objects that these shadows were portraying. And they come back and try to explain to the other two prisoners, oh my gosh, you need to see what is outside. You'll never imagine. And they, he tries to describe it, but these two other prisoners have never seen colors or shapes or anything like that, so they have no idea what he's talking about. Anyway, so to go back to Ex Machina, they describe that with Ava because she's never seen the outside world and they're kind of scared. And she, they, Right? Aren't they kind of scared yes. of what she's going to think? And she'll never go back, right? No. Once right. she's out, she's never going to go back. And she'll never, because she's never seen these things in her own life. She's she'll only never seen that little box. She'll never accept that kind of, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And I think that, I mean, that just shows the brilliance of the screenwriter. Because to be able to get it back to Plato's cave, that's kind of deep. <laughs> yeah, it's very and, deep. And also, I uh, just remembered, you know what Ava means? The name Ava? It, no. means, it means life. Oh, Is that that's perfect, so deep. That's so good. And isn't it for me? I mean, it's Eve, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh. it's the first. Yeah. Oh, then that's perfect. Yeah, it is yeah. perfect. Isn't yeah. It? I, w- yes. I wonder if that was a coincidence. No, that's <laughs> so brilliant. I didn't even realize that. Right. Okay, right. that's cool. Perfect name, perfect way to end the episode. And it was a very impressive movie. And I'm speaking as somebody who's not a big sci-fi fan. Yeah, she, I don't think Mama so, was too excited to watch this movie at first. No. But I'd heard all the great reviews, and I thought that we should give it a chance. And it was, it was great. really well done. It really was interesting. It's the sort of movie that it's entertaining. It's short, and you watch it, and it's entertaining. But it's also something you can think about and talk about for a long time afterward. And we need more movies like this, like just these character studies. And it wasn't too expensive, and it made money. And why can't more of this be made? Yeah. Like, okay, let's think about it. If there was a hundred million more dollars on this budget, she would have um, guns coming out of her arms and shooting everywhere, and it would just be gross. And also about the Oscars. Tell about the the. Oh yeah, yeah. we forgot. Yeah, we did. We're obsessed with Oscars, and we didn't even talk. This movie won <laughs> Best Visual Effects, which is insane because it was going against Mad Max Fury Road, which we talked about in a previous episode, actually, and. It beat a, um, what was it, $185 million movie right. for visual effects. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know who was voting, but it's <laughs> but it amazing. was that impressive. It was. It was insane. I mean, you guys should watch the behind the scenes because they didn't use any green screens. Did you know that, Mom? Oh, really? I didn't they know They made a skin-tight suit for her, and then they later computer-edited it, which I think is so much harder to do, but they wanted it to feel more authentic, obviously, and I think that's cool. Wow. And one more fun fact... 
both the women robots in the movie were former ballerinas and that makes so much sense oh. did you see how graceful they were yes and yes. just how they moved their bodies yes. i think that that makes so much sense the well, posture they moved they... almost like in a perfect way yeah almost as if he was using perfection in movement is his model literally I mean, yeah but yeah. yeah this guy he's cool he also made annihilation which we have not seen yet i think we should give it a chance if we like this movie so much yeah, i guess so yeah yeah the, the trailer didn't look too great okay but, yeah. but that was a few years ago <laughs> we'll maybe give that a shot and talk about it on this pod one day so go watch ex machina it's great we recommend it's on netflix and have a great day y'all follow us on social media link down below and we'll see you next week bye bye take care